0: I've had the fortune of meeting a lot of you guys at B2B SaaS conferences all around the world. And one of my favorites is coming up in New York City, June 4th to 5th. That is SaaS Stock East Coast. Now it's my favorite. And I can say that because I'm getting asked to speak at almost every major SaaS conference because my data set is so large. Nobody has anything like it. And the reason SaaS Stock is my favorite is because it's the most curated. It's a large group of extremely intelligent individuals. In fact, many CEOs I've had on the show will be at SaaS Stock East Coast on June 4th through 5th in New York, including many you guys have heard of like Rajit Thomas, CEO and founder of Sprinkler, Daniel, CEO of Greenhouse, and Stacey Bishop, partner at Scale Venture Partner. So I hope to see you guys there. If you decide to come, I will get coffee with you and I can get you guys a great discount, I think, as well. You can check it out at this link, nathanlatka.com forward slash sasstockeast, sas, S-A-A-S-T-O-C-K, east. And then use code latka-20 to get a 20% discount. That's L-A-T-K-A 20, L-A-T-K-A to zero. And then shoot me a text if you decide to come so we can get coffee, 703-431-2709. I hope to see you guys there. Freshworks, the parent company, started in 2010, now over six products, really focused on customer engagement across every platform. It all started with a broken TV. He couldn't get a freaking insurance or refund on. He said, you know what? I'm going to build this thing myself, make the system better. They've just passed 100 million bucks in ARR, going 30 to 40% year over year, about $250 million raised, looking at potentially an IPO coming up here shortly, serving over 150,000 business logos on their platform. Economics are super healthy with the 16-month payback period on these accounts that come on and start Start paying them, call it $1,200 in first year ACV. Churn is below 2% logo churn per month and net negative revenue churn because of their in product expansion being at super healthy levels. Team of 1,500 based in San Bruno, California, India, and other remote locations. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Girish Matur He is the founder and CEO of a company called Freshworks, one of the world's fastest growing SaaS product companies, winning the economic time startup of the year in 2016 and the business standard startup of the year in 2017. Freshworks now has a suite of products for businesses worldwide, including fresh desk, fresh service, fresh sales, fresh caller, fresh team, fresh chat, and fresh marketer. Girish, are you ready to take us to the top? Yes. All right. Very good. So I, you know, I think a lot of people listening, maybe have heard or definitely have heard of one of these products and they go, Oh my gosh, one guy and one team is behind all of these things. So tell us the founding story. When did you launch the company and uh, which of these product lines is your focus right now?
1: Yeah. So uh, we started the company in October, 2010. And uh, at that time we started with only one product, uh, fresh desk, Uh, fresh desk. Our whole idea was, uh, the story is, uh, uh, Coming from a life incident, I was moving back from the U.S. Uh, to India, uh, um, and I was shipping my stuff back. And mm-hmm. a long story short, my, when my stuff arrived, my TV was broken. You know, the fancy 40-inch LCD TV was yep. broken. And I tried contacting customer care since I had purchased insurance, but uh, five and a half months, uh, numerous phone calls and emails later, they still wouldn't uh, pay my insurance money. So at that point, I didn't care about the money. I wanted revenge. And justice, so I actually...
0: Uh, <laughs> the the so best revenge is justice, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: So I actually uh, uh, shared my experience online on an online forum where I found the uh, shipping company and I posted pictures of my TV and posted my story and the community started engaging. Um, the next day, the president of the company came and apologized and the next day money was in my bank. So I sensed that there was a paradigm shift happening In the world of customer support. This was February 2010 when uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, using Twitter for support was not mainstream yet. So I I got this idea to build a fresh help desk, um, which uh, helps companies to listen to customer complaints, not just on uh, our email or phone call, but also on Facebook and Twitter and so on. So I think... uh, that was the original idea to build fresh a uh, fresh help desk and we called it fresh desk
0: and help me understand so so you know you have fr- actually give me the order real quick so f- fresh desk was first and then quickly what was second third fourth and fifth
1: yeah so fresh service was second uh, fresh sales was third and then um, fresh chat was the first
0: and what about fresh team and fresh caller
1: so it came after immediately after
0: oh, oh so fresh chat fresh caller and fresh team were all kind of together
1: together almost in the same week or two weeks. So. Okay.
0: All right. So, that, I mean, that's, so, I mean, you're averaging what, basically one new product line every, you know, one and a half years, essentially, correct?
1: I don't count
0: <laughs> Tell, tell, so tell me how you, one of the things I'm interested in, in is how you're doing cohort analysis across your customer bases, right? You have six different product lines, and I'm sure you have different cohorts in each of those different product lines. Walk me through how you, what kind of, kind of analysis you guys are doing on a quarterly or, or monthly basis with your executive team.
1: So, so I think uh, the context here is uh, see, Fresh Desk and Fresh Service are uh, uh, not really uh, complementary products. One is focused on an entirely different buyer. So, the external customer support and internal customer support. So, uh, there is not a lot of overlap between those two. Before I answer your question, uh, so Fresh Sales was the first product we got out, uh, um, which really could be sold into our existing customer base. And uh, then the other four products we launched last year. So what we do is, again, as part of our uh, uh, board meetings and investor uh, analysis, we do all this uh, fancy, uh, I had to learn all of this stuff like the layer cake analysis and, and uh, the net expansion into new products and so on. And uh, I think what we see as a very big opportunity for us is the fact that uh, I think less than uh, only 5% of our customers actually use more than uh, one product, which is uh, oh, wow. uh, more... The fact that uh, all the products are new, and uh, so we didn't want to put a cross-sell team. Uh, I wanted to do product-based auto discovery. So, like two months ago, uh, I think we launched uh, uh, Freshworks uh, Unified Experience with uh, mm-hmm. with an omnibar and a single sign-on called Fresh ID. So, so I am a product person. So I believe that uh, for our uh, SMB customers, I want to do product-led discovery, automatic discovery of products, like how when you sign up for Gmail. You don't sign up for Google Docs or Calendar or you just use them, right? So, so that's the kind of uh, product integration we have done and um, now we, will, uh, we are starting to see that uh, uh, cohort of customers using more than one product move up rapidly and we are also in the process of uh, seeing if we can do a cross-sell program across our customers. No,
0: no touch though, all in product.
1: Till now, everything is in product.
0: Yeah, very good. So, give me an average like across all these products. I mean, you're—is this mainly for the SMB? Like, what's the average price point would you say across these things?
1: No, so so we have uh, see one uh, more than one third of our customers uh, and our revenue sorry, comes from uh, larger customers. So we have sixty five percent of our revenue from SMB customers and thirty five percent from what we call mid market or large enterprise customers.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, and give me if people want to start with you, you know, they want to start with fresh sales today. I mean, are they t- you're talking 10 bucks a month to get started, a thousand bucks, ten thousand bucks? Where does it generally start or average?
1: So, I think uh, uh, fresh sales today. Um, okay, if you can want to get started, you can get started at zero, but the average customer today uh, faces, uh, I think, around 1200 annual contract.
0: Okay, got it. And now they're paying on a monthly basis, though, right? Are you locking them into an a- annual contract?
1: Most of them pay on a monthly basis.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, very good. And then breakdown, it sounds like there's some funding here because you mentioned you have a board. So how much have you raised to date?
1: Uh, so till now, we have raised close to $250 million. $250 million. And when was the first round? The first round was uh, closed October 28, 2011.
0: 2011. Okay, so fairly, fairly, only about one year after your launch. Why did you decide kind of 12 months in that the right, the right path was going to be to go down the venture path?
1: Yeah, that's a very interesting question, and uh, see, there are two things. One is, in a SaaS business model, um, the marketing costs are very front-loaded. So I have to spend, let's say, for example, $1,000 to acquire a customer who's paying me $100 a month. So unless I have real word-of-mouth and virality, uh, which usually happens when you are like a new category creator, but when we started, we started in help desk, which was an existing category with multiple players, so it was important to kind of uh, get funding in order to pay for the front-loaded marketing costs. So and and get scale. And I think uh, this is a question that many entrepreneurs ask us. Ask me actually: Should they be bootstrapping or should they get VC funded? So I think if you are in a uh, category where there's a lot of competition, and if some of your competition is already funded, it's probably a better idea to get funding and scale rapidly because VCs are going to look for other players in the category. And if you are still bootstrapping, maybe others will get uh, um, funded and um, build a superior product quickly and scale. Yep. But whereas if you have a nice moat and if you are actually, uh, um, like you don't have a lot of direct competition, then you will have enough word of mouth. and if you can also manage larger customers, then you can profitably boost. Yep.
0: And so help us understand today, you know, you recently did a raise, uh, how much, what was the valuation? What have you hit in terms of AR run rate?
1: So we announced that uh, we crossed $100 million of ARR and our valuation for the last funding round was uh, around $1.5 billion. And an and IPO is coming up? So we don't have a definite date yet, but I think that is the one of the obvious choices. And again, we are excited about that uh, uh, because like, there has been no product company from India uh, that is actually IPO, so that would be a great uh, uh, story for us to be like one of the um, like I we love Atlassian for yep. uh, the kind of success that they have from Australia. They're the only multi-billion-dollar product uh, uh, story from Australia, right? So I think uh, we could do that uh, the same from a, for a company that started out of India. So I think that's the excitement. But having said that, um, we are not on a timeline yet. Uh, we are not. Uh, we're still uh, like from the, in the startup stage and moving to a more mature company. I think uh, we are there in terms of revenue, but we have to be ready before we can uh, go. I yep.
0: So. Now you're in good company. Jay, president of Atlassian, was on a couple episodes ago, and he said the same thing, how how proud they are that they were the, kind of the only folks in Australia, born in Australia, known for this. So I'm certainly rooting for you. Give us um, give us some more of the, kind of the customer metrics here. So how many customers do you have now on across all the platforms?
1: So so we have more than 150,000 businesses uh, across all of our products uh, using our software today.
0: That's great. Okay. And if, so if, you're, if you're at about a hundred million run rate today, I mean, I can divide, you know, hundred million by the 150 and what pe- people are paying you about 56 ish bucks a month on average. Does that sound about right?
1: No, actually uh, this includes our free customers also. So we don't break free and uh, paid.
0: Oh, got it. So, so when you say 150,000 users, that includes the free users.
1: No, uh, 150,000 businesses are using, it's not users, it's uh, companies using our software. But uh, since we have premium versions for some of our products, uh, that includes some of the um, businesses which are using the free version.
0: Okay. How many? So how many are just paid customers?
1: No, I think uh, like we, we don't disclose uh, that breakup yet.
0: Okay. Okay. Got it. And and why is that? Is that just a strategic thing, or you're still working on the conversion but, uh, rate?
1: Basically, we just want to uh, hold it till uh, we are ready to disclose it to the public. Basically, our PR team and our CFOs advised us that. Uh, Uh, keep the numbers uh, for some more time.
0: Yeah, probably fair. Let's shift to something else. If we don't want to talk about customer account, you know, churn is very critical at this price point, especially in the SMB space. 60% of your revenue comes from SMB. How have you managed churn and what is your churn today?
1: So so I think our uh, churn is uh, kind of uh, in line with best-in-class SaaS companies that uh, have uh, SMB business in in terms of the SMB business. So it's around... uh, it varies by product, uh, probably around, I would say, 2% a month. For that's, the that's logo expense. churn per month? Uh, yes, but our dollar-based uh, churn is actually negative because of the expansion revenue. So we have uh, a very healthy uh, expansion, So which means our, our, our revenue churn is negative.
0: All of us in the software world also have subscriptions to a thousand different software platforms, and it can be challenging to figure out which ones you should invest your time and energy in versus ones ones you should ignore. So, I mean, I had this problem. We're scheduling hundreds, actually thousands of B2B SaaS CEOs for this podcast, and I needed a good tool to manage all this scheduling. So I went to Capterra and essentially looked at who ranked highest, who had the best reviews and narrowed it down to essentially a book of fee, a pointlet and acuity scheduling. I now use a combination of these three tools. Tools to do efficient appointment scheduling. Now, what Captera has built is extremely impressive. I don't know if you guys know this 700,000 reviews of products from real software users help you discover everything and really make an informed decision. They cover over 700 specific categories of software from project management, which we have a lot of these CEOs on the show, email marketing, to yoga studio management software. They really do cover a ton. So, If you want to get started on Capterra today to find the right tools to make 2019 the year for your business, and quite frankly, save time and energy on all your software expenses, we all spend a lot on it, visit nathanlacka.com forward slash Capterra. That's nathanlacka.com forward slash C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A to get started today, totally free. We talked earlier about expansion and how you're driving cross product expansion with in product kind of usage based upselling. Um, you also, it's, but you said that less than 5% are user base actually pay for more than two products. So I'm assuming most of your expansion right now is coming from someone upgrading inside the same product. Is that accurate?
1: Yes, that is correct.
0: And what, so what price, you know, when we had Brian Halligan on at HubSpot, he talked a lot about the different pricing axes they use to drive higher price, point: number of seats, number of usage, number of contacts, things like that. What kind of pricing axes do you use inside your products to drive expansion revenue?
1: So so today it is uh, broadly only two axes. One is when the customer grows in terms of number of seats. uh, So that is definitely one. And, and we see a lot in, in our mid-market and large enterprise business, we see a lot of expand, land and expand. Uh, so companies that start with, say, 40, 50 uh, seats actually expand to 200, 500, etc. So that's uh, been one axis. The other axis is we also have uh, a customer success program where we uh, manage our, uh, like we have three-tiered customer success program. And uh, for, for our top, like we speak to customers, understand their business challenges. We actually uh, Upgrade them to higher plans if uh, what they need is something that we have built to the higher plan, but they're not aware of it and they're not using it. So today, our account-based expansion is much larger than our plan-based expansion.
0: I see. Okay. So so I heard you say two things. You have two pricing axes in terms of expansion revenue. One is number of seats, which is fairly typical. The second is you have a team of essentially built-in consultants or account managers or customer support people who will recommend additional feature upsells to customers who are not using you to your full extent. Is that right? Yes, that is right. Very good. Interesting. So almost like a consultative sale.
1: No, it is called customer success. So basically their job is not primarily sales. Their job is more to adoption and uh, be proactive in their relationship with their customers in terms of uh, doing quarterly business reviews and helping customers accomplish what they want with our product. During that process, if they uh, find that the customers need to accomplish something and that particular feature is available in a higher plan, but the customer is on a lower plan, then they suggest that and and get the customer.
0: Got it. So seat-based upselling and feature-based upselling, two main things. Very good. Talk to me about, you know, we talked about upselling, but let's go back to the top of the funnel here for a second. So customer acquisition, what has proved most effective for you in terms of, you know, customer acquisition?
1: So, so we really have a long tail of online acquisition as uh, the primary. So freemium is definitely something that drives a lot of top of the funnel. And uh, we do uh, all kinds of online acquisition. So we have very little uh, outbound uh, calling, uh, but uh, like, majority of our leads are inbound, and uh, primarily through SEO, SEM. Uh, so I think uh, different products have different splits. We have 50, 50, 60, 40 kind of split between paid and uh, free uh, or organic leads.
0: And give me a general so, sense monthly, what are you spending on direct paid Google ads, Facebook ads?
1: Uh, if you had to guess. I don't, uh, probably in the millions of dollars.
0: In the millions of dollars. So between, we'll say between a million and 10 million, you think? Yeah, maybe, yes. yeah okay and not not more than not more you're not spending more than 10% of your revenue on 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 direct paid spend is what i'm i'm trying to get at a percentage
1: you're talking about uh, uh, millions of dollars per month right so, per month
0: yeah okay good so maybe who knows very good and then talk to me about team today so where are you guys at how many team mem- members
1: so we are uh, like 1500 employees and growing so i think uh, we're adding uh, more so right now it's around 1500 across all of our offices. Oh,
0: and, uh, where are the offices mainly? Where, where's the headquarters?
1: So so we are headquartered in uh, San Bruno, uh, California, and uh, the largest uh, team is in Chennai, India, the product development team engineering. We also have offices in uh, London, Berlin, uh, and Sydney. Uh, so London and Berlin are around uh, 35, 40 people each. Uh, I think London is 30 and Berlin is probably 40. Um, Sydney, Australia is the smaller team that's six
0: people. Very good. And before we wrap up here, Juresh with the famous five, uh, I meant to ask you this CAC. So when you look at your fully weighted CAC, I know you're doing a mix of many different things, but generally speaking, what is your fully weighted CAC today?
1: So I think uh, we, again, it's different for different product. What we look at is, see, CAC by itself would be meaningless. What you're, uh, basically, I'm interpreting your question as, Uh, What's more interesting uh, for uh, SaaS companies, you have to understand both payback periods and LTV to CAC ratios. So I think uh, each one of our products operates at, uh, say, uh, 15 to 16-month payback on a gross margin basis. Uh, That's what we try to uh, be at and uh, with really LTV to CAC.
0: And sorry, an LTV to CAC of what?
1: Uh, So it depends on each product, but we, we know the benchmark is uh, three, so we are uh, around that.
0: Okay, very good. So, good, it's quick. You know, so someone comes on and is paying you twelve hundred bucks per year. You're saying you're totally willing to spend, you know, 1500 $1, bucks to acquire that logo or that company in the first place. Very good. Um, and talk to me about growth. So, you just told us you passed a hundred million dollar run right today. Where were you at a year ago in August or September twenty seventeen?
1: Uh, so, so I think. Uh like we, as a private company yet, we are not ready to disclose some of those. I'd love to check with my team. If, uh, but we are growing at, uh, let's say, let me say very, very healthy rates, uh, like north of, uh, let's say, 40%. North okay. of four,
0: north of 30 or 40? So
1: I'm just using it as a ballpark, north of 40
0: North of 40. Well, that's, I mean, if you're at 100 million run rate today, you know, growing 30, 40% year over year is is healthy for obviously that scale. So congrats on that growth. And is most of that coming from new customer acquisition or from expansion?
1: So mostly new customer.
0: Okay. That's, that's great. Very good. All right. uh, Let's, uh, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book?
1: Uh, Execution.
0: Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? So Jeff Bezos. Number uh, three, what is, your, besides any of your own, what is your favorite online tool for building your business?
1: No, so so uh, it used to be OneNote, and uh, but right now I'm just thinking, uh, probably I would just say uh, my Mac.
0: <laughs> he he's You struggle because your products, I said you can't name one of your own, but your products do so many things, it's like you don't want to name someone <laughs> that might do something similar. I have to ask you actually about that too, I mean, you go into, you so know.
1: Say, uh, uh, it's it's the entire Google suite, we are heavy users of that, the Google Docs and uh, Hangouts and stuff. Yeah, why do you, and, h- how do you get Google, a. Oh, uh,
0: right now, my favorite tool is Zoom. Zoom. Okay, very good. Uh, Eric will appreciate that. He was on a couple episodes ago uh, as well. Um, tell me real quick. So like you just, you recently launched Fresh Chat. I mean, when you look at the space in a kind of isolated way, I mean, intercom, drift, people are raising hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, billions of dollars in valuation. When you look at that space, why do you go, you know what? Even though there's, there's some people here that are well-funded and they're only focused on kind of messaging and chat, we're going to go after that space. H- how do you make that decision?
1: So, see, we we are not looking at uh, a competition and deciding. So, we are looking at the entire market size and uh, our uh, core base. See, we, our focus is on customer engagement. So, when I say customer engagement, uh, like if you look at fresh service or fresh team, we look at employees also as internal customers for the IT team or for the HR team. The employees, the customer. So, our core is about how can we make customer engagement across all where the customer life cycle is. Uh, how can we win there? So in that sense, uh, definitely today's customer wants to be omni-channel. So they want to speak on chat or social or email or phone. So that explains why we had to do like caller or chat or whatever. So uh, today's customer, we want to manage all conversations. Today's businesses want to know everything about their customer. So what we are doing is executing on our vision of, how do we see the future of customer engagement? That's what we're looking at. So whether it's ML, or omni-channel uh, engagement or full life cycle of customer uh, management.
0: Got it, all right, uh, number four here. How many hours of sleep are you getting every night?
1: I try to get at least seven hours. Okay,
0: that's healthy. And what's your situation, Juresh, married, single, kids? Well, I'm, I'm married with two boys. Two little, are they little or are they out of the, out of the house?
1: Uh, no, they're 14 and 12.
0: Ah, okay, and how old are you? I'm 43. 43. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew?
1: Okay, I I should have probably started
0: sooner. (laughs) Guys, there you have it. Freshworks, or sorry, well, everyone knows it for many different products now. But Freshworks, the parent company, started in 2010. Now over six products, really focused on customer engagement across every platform. It all started with a broken TV. He couldn't get a freaking insurance or refund on. He said, "You know what? I'm going to build this thing myself. Make the system better." They've just passed 100 million bucks in ARR, going 30 to 40 percent year over year. About 250 million dollars raised. Looking at potentially. An IPO coming up here shortly, serving over 150,000 business logos on their platform. Economics are super healthy with the 16-month payback period on these accounts that come on and start paying them, call it $1,200 in first-year ACV. Churn is below 2% logo churn per month and net negative revenue churn because of their in-product expansion being at super healthy levels. Team of 1,500 based in San Bruno, California, India, and
1: other remote locations. Jiresh, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you.